1: Welcome back to White Ladies in Crisis. It's a podcast dedicated to women losing their marbles. We are talking about physical. It's the second season, second episode. And I am Joe Lipsett. I'm joined as always by Gina Radcliffe. Hello. As well as Jen Adams. Hello. Okay. So, ladies, episode two, don't you ever stop. And we find Sheila almost on the equivalent of a political campaign trail right she is working up a sweat at something called the coast county fair or coast country fair
2: mm-hmm. to say hey, joe you're canadian y'all have county fairs up there
1: uh i i feel like we have exhibitions and stuff but it's not it's not like this like is this just rides and corn dogs and that kind of stuff
0: yes yeah okay okay yep. yeah we, we kind of have that it reminds me of um high school my high school band we opened for a magician in one of these things so oh. it was real sad <laughs> But.
2: Yeah, like you have like state fairs and you have county fairs. Like state fairs are where you see a lot of old like hair metal bands playing. Uh-huh. In, like, mm-hmm. At least like New, like New Jersey and New York State and all you you that's where they end up going. Uh, and then you kind of got half minutes for like agriculture, right. uh, and, and then a lot of really really disgusting, but also kind of excellent food at the same time. Like, like, yep. like yes, like, funnel cakes, like like, <laughs> like, yeah, like funnel cake, deep fried Oreo cookies, stuff oh. like that fantastic
1: uh, so i have a question then is it sad that sheila is doing her routine like peddling the tapes at this venue or is this kind of a big achievement
2: i mean i think it's kind of emphasized she's still kind of you know starting at the bottom
0: yeah okay yeah that's kind of how i got like i don't think it's sad it's not sad like my band because we weren't even at a fair we, it was a dang <laughs> festival um but yeah i think I think this just kind of represents that she is out there really kind of doing the work and like really grunting along. I think a political campaign is the perfect way to compare it. It's, it feels like Iowa, you know, at the beginnings.
2: Yeah. Like, honestly, I didn't even think about that. That's a great observation that mm-hmm. she is basically stumping like someone running for office.
0: Right. Right. But you have that. you have to do those kinds of things. But it also sucks, you know. Yeah.
1: Right. I guess the reason I stumbled on the analogy is because later in the episode we get Danny, who I swear mm-hmm. I'm not going to refer to as Jerry this episode, like I did last week.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I
1: didn't either until I was editing, and I'm like, I just keep saying Jerry, and Uh-oh. clearly <laughs> I'm meaning Danny, but yeah, they kind of run telling. together. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I guess yeah, I thought of it because we see Danny. Almost going back into politician mode with Wanda, the other woman who he is kind of on shitty committee duty with, which is basically just minding the kids. But
0: Mm -hmm. they
1: end up going to this protest and it feels like we're seeing two low level politician campaigns, right? Where Danny's Mm -hmm. over here trying to get that save the wave thing back and Sheila's over here being like, buy my tape.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very grassroots feel to what both of them are doing. And, and both of them are and,
2: and both of them are pretty self serving. hmm right. Like, I don't know how much Danny Ashley cares about saving the waves at this point. Oh, God, I, no. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that he just he's so desperate for a woman, any woman, any to, woman. To, to regard him in the way that Sheila did in college. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we can assume that 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 what was her name? Simone. She's she's gone. Mm-hmm. She's not. She's not coming back. Yeah. So you know, now he's found this other woman who also falls for his kind of insincere bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and so he's you know right back on the campaign trail again.
0: I he will say he's pretty good at coming up with campaign names on the fly. You know, like I was really interested in his... I think I is what he came uh-huh, up with. It is, I was like, you yeah. just pulled that out of your ass. And I thought that the the guy was going to say, can you explain that one more time? And he wasn't going to be able to. And I thought that would have been really <laughs> funny. But it was like, who are you? And I wonder, that's interesting that what you said, Gina, about he's really just kind of trying to recapture this feeling mm-hmm. of like when uh, Sheila was like adoring him because... It's like, I think Wanda, is it Wanda? It is Wanda. She was talking about this overwhelming anger with nowhere to go and I was like, I feel you Wanda. But I think that Danny is really good at trying to kind of siphon that, you know? Like he is attracted to that kind of energy. He just doesn't quite know how to do anything productive with it you know and, and, he,
2: and, he, and he's, you know, he's you know more comfortable around that because it's not directed at him
0: right, right. <laughs> yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Where
2: uh-huh. sheila sheila just seems so angry at him in a way that either she can't articulate or that you know we, we just haven't seen that conversation
0: Right, and right. I feel like when they first met, it was probably because of what she's been through, just this, like, anger that she has towards herself, you know, in a lot of ways. And, 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 her, like, and
2: her abuser and all. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What's
1: interesting, right, this episode has a lot of people bottling up strong emotions and then it just exploding over right like we Mm -hmm. have wanda saying that she's super angry we have john bream and his wife absolutely going after their oldest son zeke because he uses a toilet word at the (laughs) dining room table Mm -hmm. you know just all of these characters they feel like they're bubbling over
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that scene cracked me up because my neighbor, her, her son is five, and that's her rule. It's just like, if you're going to say potty words, you say it in the bathroom. And he occasionally just runs in the bathroom to say you know potty words, but he's five. <laughs> he's not a teenager, you know? So it's, it's like, oh, there's just a lot of repression in this house. Well,
2: it, it's interesting to me that their kids are very nice kids. Yeah, you know, they're not giving them shit. They're not giving them attitude, and... and... Uh John Breeze like, does she have a name? I, I don't know if she oh, has yeah. a name. I don't
1: know. I just uh, keep calling her the wife.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, Mrs., Mrs., Mrs. Bream, she's just constantly harping on them and, mm-hmm. you know, and and complaining about them and complaining at them and, well, it's and so
1: misplaced too, right? Yeah. Right? Like it's clear that she's sensing something is wrong in the marriage, which we now know is an incredibly sexual affair.
0: Right. <laughs> like, she's misdirecting
1: mm-hmm. the weirdness she feels in the marriage her perfectly normal and lovely children
0: (laughs) right and I think a lot of it is coming from like just the larger issue of the reason this marriage is so unhappy is because there are all of these like religious expectations about who she's supposed to be Mm -hmm. and I feel like she is passing along that fury at that to her children you know and it kind of surprises me that her kids aren't like messed up more than they. No, are, they're you know? they're
2: nice kids. I mean, I don't know how shocking is supposed.
0: To, they're, they're, they're I guess they're. Are they, they're are they Mormons? I think that's the feeling I get. But yeah, yeah, like there's the moment where he's like, you you can see the wheels turning. Like, should I say no? I didn't do anything wrong, or should I just let go? And he chooses to say no. It's really not that bad of a word, you know. Which mm-hmm. is interesting. He's lightly testing his
2: boundaries, like fairly right. bare, even poking at them. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have this like kind of you know his big secret is he's dating a Catholic girl,
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right?
2: Or dating a girl at all, too. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and she's she's not white, I guess, which yeah. is also yeah. supposed to be another another you know big no no, which of yeah. course shows the, the 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 hypocrisy of the church.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you think that part of the the reason that John Breen keeps having these like near flare-ups is because he's having a very stern sort of sexual relationship with Sheila? Because we see it's not just physical, right? Like he mm-hmm. is taking control. Uh, Yeah, we see a lot of her under him, him pushing her. And of course, she gets the telltale man size handprint on (laughs) her ass because he's a little too assertive.
2: I was going to say, how hard did he hit her? I know. (laughs) Good Lord. Like, that's quite a slap. Yeah. Like a perfect outline of a hand on her (laughs)
1: butt. I mean, they are going at it in these scenes that we are seeing. Like, yup. Kudos to <laughs> Rose Moran. He
2: had a yeah. lot to he had a lot to let out. I, I don't think that any of this is new to her, mm-hmm, but right. it's definitely new to him.
0: Yeah, I've never gone from uh loving someone to hating them so quickly in an episode cuz I was really? very very into these early scenes and then towards uh-huh. the end I was like, "Oh, I don't like what you're saying, you know." Yeah, when
2: he's standing by and having Danny arrested, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's that's kind of all right. Now you're you're kind of, you know, crossing the streams here. Right. You know? Or like and,
0: apologize for how you're speaking to me. I was like,
2: Oh, well, yeah, I mean, he's talking to her like
0: that because
2: he probably I mean, I hate to say he probably could talk to his wife like that, because that's, you know, that's how the church raises you to, you know, that the Mm -hmm. man is always in charge. But around his wife, for the most part, he's meek to the point of mute. Right. It's it's, you know, it's with Sheila, who you would think would not take that kind of thing from him that he's very aggressive with.
1: Oh, this is so interesting because I totally interpreted everything he's doing in those final scenes at her house as role play. This is sexual. Mm. This isn't. This isn't about him, you know, being stern in that way. Like this is him saying, "This is what we do when we're together." I'm the one in control because I can finally do that. But I didn't get the impression it's real. Like I think this is him trying to initiate sex. He may. Yeah.
2: He may. You know, it may be becoming really. The- I I have to admit I was completely wrong at least so far about how she would feel about this this affair where she is starting to now redirect her obsession with with food and mm-hmm. how often she can get away to you know to binge and purge into thinking about him yeah. which I was very surprised at I they, they're both like obsessed with each other Right. right.
1: But see, no, I, I think you're still right, Gina. I think she's obsessed with the sex and how it makes her feel. And then him getting Danny arrested proves that he's getting emotional.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, both you these things could be possible, yeah. This is well, true. I I think it's interesting, like, for her, the way she's viewing this, we really don't see much of the sex other than these just little glimpses. Like, mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of it as, like, role-play kind of thing, and that could very well be what it is, but I wonder if she's like, that's what we do in this hotel room, like in this yes. container. This is a safe role play for me, but now you're bringing it into my home. Mm-hmm. Now you're bringing it to my daughter. Now like, you're meeting my child. which Exactly. Like, 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 this is like, a yeah. different kind of thing. Like I might be into it in the hotel room because I was looking at this. Sex is like a really maybe empowering thing for her. Oh, sure. And because it, I get the feeling that she is very like she's
1: so wound up
0: exactly yeah yeah and that she's really able to kind of express a lot of physical emotion that she's kind of been repressing for a long time and that she is maybe the aggressor in some ways like I just keep the moment we found out this was happening she just climbs on top of him which I think is a really empowering thing Mm -hmm. but then I wonder Maybe this is his response to that, empower, a woman having this kind of sexual control over him is that he has got to try to find a way to still feel like the one in charge, you know, and so he's like infiltrating her actual life, which puts her on the defensive it's hmm. just interesting it feels like i thought this was going to be really healthy for sheila i was like this is you know <laughs> no, i think sheila just makes a lot
2: of bad
1: decisions i oh think she God. does
0: too yes. i think she's like she's right she's on the highway next to good decisions and she just keeps like driving right past him you know
1: <laughs> there's the turn off sheila she exactly. the turn off oh you missed <laughs> right. it again
0: but it's interesting like we get i can't remember if we explicitly got confirmation that she has told um greta that she is planning to leave danny god i can't remember anybody's name and she's like oh hey you know i just happen to have this divorce lawyer's card in my my purse
1: mm-hmm. which i
0: just love greta that she is actually planning to leave him and that she just and i wonder if she actually believes that you know well, it's starting
1: to feel like a bit of an excuse, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like Greta really wants this. Hence the card at the ready next right. to the lube there in the goes. purse.
0: <laughs> I love Greta.
1: Yeah, it definitely feels like Sheila is saying, oh, well, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with this sexy time with John Bream. I'm yeah. not ready to kick Danny to the curb just yet.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, in my experience with a marriage that's not working, that's pretty... Like, it takes you a long time to actually pull that trigger, you know? Oh,
2: for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely, you know, from my own experience, it's (laughs) not just a, you know, I'm just going to walk out, you know, in the middle of the night. Especially especially when there's a child involved. Exactly, yeah.
1: Well, do you think it's that? And also, you know, she's now booking a bigger gig like this, and to do that means she has to leave the kid with someone, and Mm -hmm. Danny is, in a way, stepping up to do that, so... I think for her, it's almost become like a husband of convenience.
0: Yeah. Well, and I also think she is getting a lot of what she wanted and what she would be getting by leaving Danny, but she still has that backup. Like she's kind of having her cake and eating it too right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like she's able to have the sex she wants. She's able to kind of just not come home when she wants to. And it's not sustainable, but I think as long as she is able to really kind of act like she's leaving without actually having to leave, she doesn't have to do the hard work of either. You know? Yeah, I mean, right. she's.
2: I mean, we, we have to remember that that not that either of you are having trouble remembering this, but but <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be interesting for the audience to keep in mind that despite her being the protagonist, she's not necessarily a good person.
1: Oh God, right. No, <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's very she's very self centered. Yeah, uh, you know, uh-huh. much of the decisions she makes are actively destructive for you know her marriage. Everyone. And, yeah. And her yeah. everyone, her you know, perhaps two yeah. marriages, you know, two sets of children. mm mm-hmm. I mean, She seems absolutely baffled that Bunny would show up and say, Hey, you stole from me. Right. Really? Like, she, mm-hmm. She's just like she's just like, What? I don't know what you're talking about. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like just like like just keep an absolute straight face doesn't seem to feel guilty about it. Yeah, which is interesting to me that you know this is framed perhaps uh, misleadingly as a sort of you know feminist show, you know and that this right. woman you know this, this rise of this woman to the top of you know the the you know, aerobics tape business, but you know she steps on everybody, including other women to get to the
0: top. Yeah and you know that's not particularly feminist. No. And that I think it's starting to kind of come out like her negative self-talk is taking this form now. She's like, you're a fraud. You are purporting to be this woman that you're not, you know, and it reminded me a lot of I don't know if you all listen to Maintenance Phase, the podcast about um like debunking health stuff, but it's just mm-hmm. talking about like this body positivity thing a lot of times it is a lot more show than it is reality and i think that's what she's kind of finding herself in you know is that i don't know how much like when you're selling you're you're selling this image that isn't real so You know, how are you? Like, that's not what she eats all day. She doesn't eat a healthy breakfast. Nobody likes oatmeal. I do kind of like oatmeal, but it depends on what you mix with it. But yeah, Yeah. that was interesting to see it it take that shape, you know? But I mean, nobody is this pinnacle of health or perfection or happiness because that just doesn't exist. It's about like... Trying to get there and being honest about it, which is part of why I love this show so much, is because I think it's revealing a lot of the hypocrisy there, but showing what the heart really is just trying to improve yourself, you know, and trying to feel better.
1: Hmm.
2: What do we think
0: is going on with her and these stomach pains
2: she's having?
1: Uh, she's yeah. pregnant,
2: right? She's got to be pregnant. You know, I didn't even—I th- didn't even think about that, but oh, like, yeah. I, I, I assumed it was a—you know—she's not eating enough, or or, oh, you know, yeah. or, or, or she's damaging her stomach from. I, I guess she's not, she's not still purging though. I don't think.
1: We haven't seen it. No. Yeah, we haven't seen it. Although she is ever. talking about not eating, right? So. She's yeah. still
2: starving herself. But now you, you know what? That's, that's possible. That's possible because we don't. You know, it's not entirely clear how long this thing with her and John Brie have been going on. A couple mm-hmm. months, maybe. So yeah, that's that's absolutely possible.
1: I definitely thought that when we first saw it because I feel like I've been trained that anytime yeah. a woman has yeah. some kind of medical condition, it means she's pregnant. And yeah, especially yeah. she's
2: like clutching her stomach or you know. Yeah, well, yeah.
0: and time I think they intentionally show sex too, like I just think about Revolutionary right. Road every time. It's like the conjecture it's,
1: or... Yeah, it's
0: like Chekhov's like ejaculate. You know. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I can definitely see it because specifically in this episode, right? Like we're seeing sex and then she's having abdominal pains. Mm -hmm. But I also thought it's significant that this is the episode where we're getting a confrontation between Bunny and Sheila. And I thought, oh, I wonder if the show is setting it up that Sheila will have to relinquish the reins of Mm -hmm. her empire because of some kind of medical condition. Like I actually thought it could be a burst appendix or something like that. yeah. And then Bunny has to step in and we have to see how that animosity transforms into, oh, remember how I said I wanted to give you a job because you are better at this than me. Fuck, Mm -hmm. now I actually have to follow through on that because I can't do shows anymore.
2: I want want them to, to, I mean, I don't blame Bunny at all for not trusting her, not, not wanting to work with her, being insulted by the offer for her to come work for her. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, at the same time, I, I do wish that they eventually would work together. Uh-huh.
0: You two
1: keep pushing this
0: agenda.
1: <laughs> Ladies, I, know. I I feel like you're going to have to let it go. The show just doesn't seem to be I building know.
0: there. I know. I just feel like it's Dawson's Creek, like playing with my emotions. Like, <laughs> Can you just let them be together? <laughs> I,
2: I just want Bunny has some peace of mind. She just, I she do. just seems, She's so anxious. and She's so unhappy. And, and yeah. so
1: angry. She was she's the so third person angry. where I was like, "Oh wow!" Like when she, when she gets angry at Tyler. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, oh. when when you say it out loud, he's like, "No, our our idea is good." And she's like, "What are they gonna do? Roller skating <laughs> for another TV?" And I thought, "Oh yeah, that isn't gonna work, is it?" Right. But then she just gets so mad, plugs the TV back in, goes back to watching the tape. It's like, Bunny, baby, this is not healthy.
0: Right. That whole scene was just, it just made me love Tyler so much. Just like the he's honest tried. perplexity on his face. Yeah. He's, he's trying. God he's bless. He's
1: trying so hard. He's the most supportive partner this show has ever seen.
0: I know. He's the only, he's the only, he's the
2: only decent man, except maybe like John Bream's kids, but they're teenagers. Yeah. They don't count. He's, like, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, the, he's the only good man. Mm-hmm.
0: I just want good things for them. Oh, side note, also the reveal that that, that Bunny was on roller skates during that whole confrontation with uh-huh. Sheila, I was like, I love you, Bunny. You're amazing. Like, I would have fallen away. over so much yeah, Exactly. It's like, holy shit.
1: Ooh, did yeah. you like the moment where Greta stands up for Sheila? I mean, ill advisedly, but she doesn't know any better, where she just keeps going, she's on she drinks, uh-huh. she drinks <laughs>
2: speed She tricks she tricks speed.
1: Right. I feel like she was channeling you, Gina. I, all I could think of was, I think Gina said that like five times when we were covering <laughs> season one. Uh, yeah.
0: I also loved that whole conversation where they were talking about the hate sex and, and it is super hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. I feel like if Tyler is the most supportive man we've ever seen, I think Greta is the most supportive friend. Like, Oh, sure. Oh, I yeah. Mean, she, I
2: mean, she's Sheila's only, only friend at this right. point. Right. Yeah. may possibly ever in her adult life. Right. Oh, like, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, it just makes me wonder how different her life would be if these were the kind of people she had been surrounded by, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because hmm. she so badly wants her to leave Danny, but she's not going to push it. She's just going to give her every possible bit of help that she needs to actually do. it. She's going to pave the road out for her, but she's not going to drive her down that road, which is what you want in a friend, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I love her I also like uh, the scene where um, They're
2: at this committee meeting Which I, I, I don't understand oh, the concept uh, of these Committee meetings for a daycare center But but uh, 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 uh. but like Danny is trying to use like psychology To explain to the kids why they should share And, <laughs> yeah. and Gwen is like No just it's just like takes the thing out of the kid's
0: hand And gives it to the other kid <laughs> <laughs> but, Like now there's two <laughs> Clearly someone who's been
1: around children Compared to Danny right. who's like I'm gonna reason with you like an adult would
2: yeah, oh, they're, yeah. Like, they're like a bunch of five-year-olds. You have to just say, look, just give them the thing that they want so they mm-hmm. stop whining, you know?
0: Yep. Right. <laughs> it reminds me of, like, my first year of teaching. I actually made a sign that said, we are all reasonable people because that's what I kept trying to tell these, like, elementary school kids. Like, this is how we solve problems. And they don't care. They just need you to solve their problem. Yeah. yeah. I did, like, I like I have told my kids a couple of times, like, look, nobody wants to share it, but we have to, you know? So I, I did like that, but... Mm-hmm. It's just his, his politicking for uh, for a much younger audience that he doesn't understand. Right. That's all he knows how to do. Right, Exactly. He's a, he's a salesman. So, like, if he and Sheila could team up, like, I don't know. He drives me bonkers, and I really just want her to hook up with Tyler forever. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> if they could figure out a way to be supportive of each other, I feel like they would be a really good team, you know? And, mm-hmm. I mean, given what happens at the end of the episode, that might be what's coming, you know? Because he was very supportive when she was dealing with her parents in the last Yeah, season.
2: he's actually, he's shockingly great about dealing with her and her abusive past. Right. Yeah. You know, which is, he's he's much better about that than he was at addressing her eating disorder. Mm-hmm. which is Which is interesting to me, because... It just seems to be, you know, not exactly on the same level, but mm. like one he seems to understand, and the other one he seems to have just no concept whatsoever of what she's doing, why she's doing it, how he can get her to stop. You know, how come shoving food in her mouth isn't 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 helping her? You know, like, right?
0: Yeah, and how come she can't just stop? you right, know? Right, but
2: yeah. he's he's you know surprisingly sensitive about mm-hmm. uh, about this other experience she's had.
1: Yeah, well, Gina, so- I wonder if could it be two things one that he's had the luxury of time right like he's been with her throughout seemingly all of the stuff with her family like he's gone through it with her but also you've mentioned a couple of times that people really didn't know what eating disorders were in the 80s Mm -hmm. so maybe it's still too new
2: that's Yeah. yeah i mean i think that she probably told him fairly early on about what happened to her whereas the eating disorder thing was a secret and i know you know we all have partners and and it's you know when you find out that your partner is dealing with something like yeah a a drug addiction money problems you know an affair it's not just what they're doing it's the fact that they kept a secret from you yeah which is which is you know that's like a double betrayal well
0: Mm -hmm. and i feel like with a lot of what sheila is like the manifestation of this trauma that she has you know i feel like is difficult for even her to really understand like it's hard to understand why eating like binge eating would relieve the pain from this childhood trauma like that connection between those two things mm-hmm. feels really disparate a lot of times and I think Sheila doesn't even really understand that so she can't tell danny and i mean even like i've had this experience recently of like no i am like not wanting to go to sleep because of this other thing that seems completely unrelated and it's just hard to explain why those two things go together and i think if he could understand if both of them could understand a lot of this is stemming from this childhood trauma i feel like it would help them both a lot you know
2: but yeah it's the
0: 80s mid 80s like i don't know how realistic that is for either yeah, well, you
2: yeah know, well you know speaking of the time period i also if this was 10 years later they probably could have gone into couples therapy and uh-huh. right. poss- possibly have saved their marriage
0: yeah right.
1: yeah yeah but Analysis. this simply was not done in the early
0: days no. no right right even for people that are very progressive like i feel like if anybody would go to therapy it would be them you know, because they would be like, "Oh, this is our hit new crystal thing we're doing." You know, right? Exactly. <laughs> it, just,
2: it just was not really much of a concept at the time. Right. You know, yeah. if you were if you were unhappy in your marriage, you just went out and had an affair, which they are. They have both this done. Is what they're doing, right? And you know, surprise, surprise, it's not solving anything. Oh,
1: yep. surprise! So, Jen, you did give us the cue. This oh, yeah. episode ends on a not exactly a cliffhanger, but. A note of uncertainty. We get a phone call from Liz Norton. I know the voice. I cannot place it.
2: It's Wendy Malik. It's, it's, it's Wendy, Wendy Malik. Malik. Yeah. It's a Okay, her mom. It is
1: Wendy Malik. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So mm. Sheila's father has died. And that's basically how we leave the episode. There's, I say, a note of uncertainty because it's a montage. So we get mm. to check in with everybody and nobody looks like they're doing okay. And. Yeah. I don't know. I I was very much like, huh? Okay, we've got eight more episodes this season, but now I'm really unsure where we're going to go next. Yeah,
2: no, I think I think that Danny being, you know, being being there for her is, you know, is in these situations is one of the reasons she has trouble breaking it off completely with him. Right, mm-hmm. and, and why it must be why he is such a frustrating person.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: he's he's a frustrating character. and He's a frustrating husband because. He seems like an all right guy sometimes. He's not all bad. Yeah. 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 Right. But, but, you know, and, and there are moments when he is very loving and, and is very supportive of her. And then, it, like, then he just hits a switchmarked asshole and becomes
0: insufferable. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every time you think you're out, he pulls you back in. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah and I think that this is probably going to trigger a lot of really unhealthy behavior with sheila oh for her.
2: sure yeah do you, do, you, do you guys think she's gonna go to the funeral
1: well that's what i'm wondering if the next episode is gonna be like do you think we'll get another one where it's mostly her and danny and it's dealing with the family stuff like we saw in i want to say like episode eight or seven yeah. last year
0: somewhere around yeah. there yeah but i mean she still has not introduced her mother to her child so i was wondering Mm -hmm. how that is all gonna go down but and you know this show likes to trick us so i could see us just completely skipping over the whole funeral too you know Mm -hmm. or the entire episode could be the funeral and i'd be down for either of those things you know
1: okay so gina do you have any thoughts on where we might go
2: um i i think that they are going to address the funeral i think that as Jen said, I think it's going to be a bit of a, uh, re- a relapse. I think that she's oh, going yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I mean, n- not that her behavior is particularly healthy as it is right now anyway, because she's still not eating enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, you know, She's just sort of directed that kind of negative energy into this affair with John Bream. But I think that the, the thing she's going to struggle with the most is Danny is going to be there for her through this mm-hmm. whole situation. And I think that it's going to increase the amount of guilt she's feeling about right. whatever feelings she may have, you know, romantic, you know, sexual attraction, mm-hmm. you know, whatever for, for John Brain. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think it's interesting the way this all played out as she listens to that message as he's like walking out, you know, right. so making really kind of hammering home that this is my real life and this is my unhealthy
1: mm-hmm. coping
0: mechanism, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, ho- I hope that she is able to,
2: you know, tell him like you you can't you, know, you can't be you know throwing my
0: husband in jail, right? <laughs> they need to have a DTR talk. You know, like this is how this works.
2: You can't be giving my kid a ride home without asking me. You know, I right. mean that, that that's you know that that's that's weird. That that's weird behavior that he's doing. Yeah, yeah,
1: they need some boundaries on this. Affair. Yeah,
2: and and I don't know if he is genuinely you know supposed to be reading as kind of menacing, mm. or he's oh, just I or so. or, yeah. or he's just so you know out of the loop with how normal people act in, yeah. in, in, in in these kinds of situations that he honestly doesn't realize. Well, what's wrong with me meeting her kid? You know, I mean, I right. you know it's it's yeah, I, it may be that he just doesn't know how these things work. That if you are having you know, an affair or something. I mean, although at the same time, I wonder how would he feel Sheila showed up in his house?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, he would probably flip, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can't
2: imagine that he would think that was appropriate. Right. Or if he, you know, just encountered her chatting up one of his sons or something. So, I mean, you know, he he has to know that, you know, this is probably not a good idea.
1: I think so, because the lighting and the staging, like she comes in and he's sitting practically in the dark and the entire Mm -hmm. scene takes place Without most of the lights on, we're getting a kind of uncomfortable orange vibe.
0: Mm. And
1: I just thought, this is reading very nefarious.
0: Yes, yes. It's very like you come home and the assassin is already in your house. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Only it's your lover.
0: (laughs) Right. She needs to watch, they both need to watch season three of Sex and the City, you know, because they are one step away from Natasha falling down the stairs and splitting her tooth open. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh Okay, well, we have a potential direction or a couple of potential directions where the show might go. Jen, if folks want to speculate with you, how would they get a hold of you?
0: you can find me at Jen Feratu on Twitter and Instagram. Send me all of your Tyler love, uh, maybe some pics. I've been watching <laughs> evil dead recently too. And I just, I really enjoy Lou Tyler Pucci. A uh, lot. So great. Uh, oh, but, he, but you know what? He takes such a beating in that movie. Oh
2: God. I hate to say it. It starts to become kind of funny after a while. Uh, like like, 100% like,
1: does. like yeah.
2: everything, yeah. all these terrible things just happen to him. And it's like, it starts to be like a Bugs Bunny cartoon after a while. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. Poor guy, you know? Yeah. Um, Um, And you can also find me co-hosting the Losers Club podcast and Psychoanalysis podcast.
1: Excellent. And Gino, what about you?
0: I am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast, which
2: we talk about horror movies according to the characters. Uh, Our recent episodes have focused on, uh, by time this goes live, aliens and Predator, Uh, and we are also doing a side project. We we do an episode by episode recap of Hannibal. Uh, We've just recently started season three, so uh, you can find me there. And I am on Twitter under Gina Does Things.
1: Nice. Excellent. And if folks want to get a hold of me, I am at B, still in my remote, and that's the letter B. And of course, a new episode of Horror Queers comes out every Wednesday. Uh, yeah. I guess thanks to the Anatomy of a Scream pod squad for hosting this show. White Ladies in Crisis will return next week to talk about episode 3, wherever that takes us. <laughs> and uh, until then, keep your eye on... <laughs> I guess where you're slapping people during sex.
0: Exactly on that water-based. <laughs> keep, keep your eye on that butt. <laughs> right. My <laughs> gosh. <laughs>
2: the
0: anatomy of a scream. Pod Squad.